Tomorrow may never come For you and me this life is not promised, no Tomorrow may never come For you and me this life is not promised, no I ain't no perfect man just trying to do the best that I can For the world it is I I ain't no perfect man just trying to do the best that I can with the world it is I My name is Kyrie Malik, and I am the host of this here Curate Podcast, where it's all about taking these elements of life, um, many of which are rather fucked up, uh, you know, realities of this this life, um, unfortunately, taking them and finding the goodness and utilizing it to be better, to do better, to spread goodness, spread love. Uh, that is the goal and intent behind this. Another week. We're here week 13. Um, it is a beautiful Sunday. Sunday day. <laughs> um, around 3.30. And it's June 7th. Uh, feeling okay right now. I'm recording off, coming off the heels of, uh, my bike, being on my bike. Um, which is always, as I've probably said before, I mean, it has been a saving grace. It is where I am most free, um, when I'm atop those two tires, Rolling down the pavement. Um, it's uh, my refuge. It's my safe space. It's where I can just be and, and most joyful. And uh, the cares and pressures of the world can't touch me. Sometimes I allow them in with the music that I'll play. But it's charging. It's supercharging. And even then, I'm sure to balance it out with non-political-oriented music um, to where, you know, I don't... I, I have a moment uh, to not deal with and not think about all that is today. And I know that is a very necessary part of my practice as I maneuver life to carve out that space of not dealing, not confronting, not, you know, not dealing in the realm of political stuff that just, uh, that is inescapable currently. Um, whatever side you're on, <laughs> Whether you're for construction or destruction, 
and you're still feeling it. We all are. Um, in an effort to construct a better world, a better society, I know for me that I have to be feeling good and filled. Um, and yeah, so I have that space. I've been doing a lot of reading. Um, that is of a political nature, um, particularly, um, essays from, uh, a compilation of essays called Black Looks by Bell Hooks. Um, this was reading that comes out of the practicum, the studio museum practicum. Um, and we were only, uh, like, you know, told to read a, a chapter, um, and we just kind of moved on from it, but it was really captivating, the first chapter, uh, or first essay, rather, um, and just really speaks to where we are, um, the state of black people in, our, in relation to one another, and it just really breaks down so many nuances that exist here that I don't think oftentimes get uh, the kind of attention that is is, is due. Uh, we hear so many voices, so many um, narratives about what to believe, what's important, where our focus should be. Um, uh, to get, you know, pieces like this and to really sit on pieces, sit with pieces like this in the quiet of your home <laughs> and cultivate a space of just, you know, being with yourself and taking in information um, that's not lit. And when I'm saying lit, like the information we often get is from our phones, from this lit up device, which once you finish receiving that one piece of information, you're automatically bombarded with something else that may be contrary to what you just took in um, or just something totally something totally different, you know, to where what you just ingested is now like off into the background. I don't know. Um, the experience of just sitting with text um, in a quiet setting um, has been good in terms of knowledge building and um, you know often uh, also kind of serving as like a, a meditative space um, yeah drawing um, just the act of doing it uh, I've kind of created a series of um, men I love <laughs> Uh, these abstract charcoal, not charcoal, um, uh, 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 pastel pieces. Um, yeah, they're just really. I, I'm I'm hearing as I'm talking, I'm hearing a lot of escapism going on. Like uh, maybe, <laughs> and I don't feel like I'm wrong for that. I don't feel like I'm wrong. Uh, this is a very exhausting time, and so whatever means by which folks are uh, being constructive about self-care and 
you know, balancing it with with doing some work, whatever that work is. It could be simply like I'm saying, I feel like just arming myself with more understanding of the complexities of white supremacy and its hold on blackness and of a hold on the world and America and, you know, to equip, equip yourself with such info um, is protest. To be joyful is protest. To seek self, you know, just to make sure that yourself is good, your self-care is is um is activism because it puts above all the importance on a black body you know and just how important the preservation of it is in the face of murderous acts going on in the world how resistant of you to care for yourself in a world that deems you you know, like null and void. Um, yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. I was saying to a friend yesterday just how I understand Black Lives Matter and the support and, and the signage and the movement. And what I have to say is really something about being bombarded with that image of, or, or that, that trope, Black Lives Matter, that is really, that really takes its toll as a black man. I'm saying black man not to be exclusionary, but that's my experience. Um, because again, I understand the support and that's what it is. We live in a society where it is necessary <laughs> to even have to say a thing like black lives matter. Because to me, and the exhausting piece about it, about constantly seeing and being hit over the head with this signage, is that although the sign says Black Lives Matter, it is in, in direct contrast or in direct, uh, you know, it's a direct statement to people who feel that black lives don't matter. And again, it's a, it's a reality that there are people in the world who feel as though black lives do not matter. Just as a law is a law because there are people who don't know how to be and don't know how to act, don't know how to govern themselves, you have to put laws in place. Signposts and, and, and messages in place to get people in line with certain behaviors. This Black Lives Matter trope serves the same purpose to me, and it is just really... Every time I see it again as a black man, it is really, it's mixed. At times I feel, I feel saddened by it to think that things are in such a state where we, again, even need to make, where it's necessary to even have to make such a statement. That that's the reality of things. Things are such that you have to remind people that a segment of the population's lives matter because things are reflective otherwise. Things reflect the other notion that black lives do not matter. 
I don't think that um, that point is really sat with enough. To what end, I don't know, but maybe just charging as a, as a means of recharge because it charges me. It charges me. That's the mixedness of it. It charges me just as well as it saddens me at times to be riding my bike here in Baltimore and being cheered along by groups of Hopkins kids, you know, with their Black Lives Matter uh, signs and they're cheering as I'm, you know, riding past. And, of course, I I acknowledge them and their efforts uh, in that moment with a thumbs up (laughs) as I'm passing by. But... Still, it's really like, wow, all of this, all of this, all of this to get across the simplest notion that life is important. That life matters. That black life matters. It's these facts that are just so perplexing to me. (laughs) So, here we are. And that's what I always come back to. This is the reality. Albeit perplexing, albeit all these feelings and things, this is where we are. That's where we always come back to. What are we going to do? You know. I, um, daily, as I'm reading these very black texts, um, I'm just asking for guidance from spirit, like, you know, where's my place? Like, what, you know, within all of this, how am I to utilize my gifts and talents? And I'm coming to the realization and understanding that like I'm I'm the the healer. I you know, it's starting with me, but it needs to branch outward. Um and using curate to cultivate space of curation, taking this bullshit and utilizing it for good, you know, specifically, you know, maybe space for just black men to come together over a Zoom call or something and just chat, you know, maybe not about anything in particular, but about how we're feeling about what's really going on with us internally. We see the rallies. We see. We know how people feel. People are fucking outraged. People are enraged, angry, hopeful, hopeless. Don't know how to feel. It's so. It's you know the range of emotions that people are feeling right now is 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 so broad. Um, but it's 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 all of these feelings that need to be explored, and that and that space needs to be created for the exploration. Because it's not enough; there aren't enough. 
So, you know, I say guard yourselves. Guard yourselves in terms of information, that, you know, being sh- careful about what we're ingesting, um, and just really being intentional about the cultivation of, like, a, a sliver of selfness in this world, you know, and that serving as a form of protest and activism, again, in the face of uh, a society that's saying your life does not matter. And I don't even want us to view it out of that lens because that that is starting from a place of of downness, you know, we're, we're viewing... I don't want us to view our self-work or start from a place of doing it in the face of. Like, fuck that. You know, just about, just for you. You've acknowledged a, 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 a gap or, a, you know, a, a, a feeling within yourself. Um, and, you know, you want to nurture it, take care of it. And get better and grow from, you know, and grow to the next, you know, so <sighs> enough about that. Um, this set of introspective questions, it's about, it says it's headed your career and education, but beyond that, the, the six questions that it asks, I think that it uh, is a good starting place for all of us to begin to think about where and how we can make our contributions and where and how we can serve um, and aid in the shift that is that seems to be occurring um, politically, spiritually, um, economically, you know. Um, Let's get into it. Uh, first, there is wisdom for the week. So we're going to deal with that right now. All right. This week's wisdom um, comes from Shani Nicholas. Um, I follow her. Um, I just followed her Instagram like today, <laughs> but um, and search for um, really her page, her Instagram page, and so that I could. Uh, credit her with this week's wisdom on the curate pod um but i follow her uh, uh her website you know and she posts just all the um astrological whatever your astrological uh queries she's got the answers um so i'm gonna read the first piece it's uh three paragraphs but it's nice um and very timely 
Um, and this is before her. Uh, it's all about the lunar eclipse in Sagittarius, June 2020. But uh, these first three paragraphs before she gets into, you know, specific dates and that sort of thing and the planets and all, I just thought uh, was pretty um, timely. So here it is. We need a big vision, a relentless imagination, and a bottomless well of courage to draw from. We need frameworks that hold the possibility for collective health and communal well-being. We need to be investing in systems of care so solid they can catch us when we fall and carry us through the most challenging passages of our collective evolution. Our current systems of incarceration were historically created to criminalize black people and keep white supremacy in power. They will always be exposed as the tombs of injustice that they are. This moment is an acute reminder of the horrors of it. This much-needed eruption is a chorus and a long-sung protest song about divesting from systems of harm and reinvesting in life-affirming, life-enhancing, generative, and generous networks of care. Those that distort this moment with their own calls for an unearned unity seek to disrupt this uprising. If in the midst of a, of a revolution, our discomfort is revealed, that is a good thing. Unpacking our white privilege and all of our privileges is meant to challenge every part of our lives that we have been, um, our lives that have been made unfair, unfairly easy. Solidarity means nothing if it doesn't also dismantle our unjustly attained power. Peace is sometimes only possible when we are unified in disruption. I'm gonna just leave that right there. It's like no, um, <laughs> no. It's 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 this is a lot. This is speaking to so much. Um, the pieces that, or the the piece in particular that really stands out to me is the dismantling of of all this fuck shit that as I've said on 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 here before like you know we've just invested so much stock in these systems that it took the corona to come for folks to really see like whoa like this shit ain't as solid as you know as maybe we thought um And I feel the, as a collective, um, you know, the questions coming out, okay, what's, what's, and the, the thoughts and the, the awakening to the fact that, okay, this doesn't work. There's a whole set of folks and segment of society that wants to and will is 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 ruthless and has been ruthless in the maintenance of oh my god excuse me <laughs> of the maintenance of this that we see does not work but does not work for all 
but benefits the few. Um, and I'm saying the few because a lot of this shit don't even like when you really step back, like a lot of this white people in this shit too. Not in the same way that black people are, but like white people experiencing like it's like this whole country as a collective of varying at varying levels. I have to re say that again. I don't want my words to be misconstrued. Um Yeah, like we're all going through this as a society, as an American society, you know. And when I'm saying uh, a system that benefits the few, there are parts of this white supremacist structure that don't even benefit white people. Or white people who are aligned with the ideals and the notions of liberty for all, justice for all. And all that comes with that. I've been doing some writing and I wrote recently like this system will even turn on white folks who don't align. Who who are willing to stand up and say no. Enough. You know. That's just the the nature of the ruthlessness, the the ruthless nature of this beast called white supremacy. You know. So. Yeah. uh, I just think it's time for us as a collective again to. really start making some I don't I I struggle with and maybe it 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 not maybe it does require the sitting down and like okay like real actual concrete actions and 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 things that uh you know understanding of things that we're working towards in order to uh bring forth the 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 world that we know can be and should be and never should have not been You know, that's 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 our work. So let's move on. Uh, thank you, Shani, for those beautiful words. Beautiful and timely. Uh, she's at Shani Nicholas dot com. dot com. Yes. C-H-A-N-I-N-I. C-H-O-L-A-S dot com. All right. Moving into and continuing the introspective questioning series. Sorry. There's a noise that is very unfamiliar. Okay. All right. uh, Moving on.
Right. Let's move into these questions. Again, this is based around, these are questions based around your career in education, and there are six of them. Um, last week we did five minutes. I will do three for each one. Three minutes. And um, again, I, I, I think that although these questions have the heading your career in education I think that uh, it's a good these six are good um, in their facilitation of our understanding of our gifts and talents and um, where they are best applied and can be of service so let's dive in number one What's a new skill you've learned recently, either personally or professionally? A new skill that I have learned personally or professionally. Um, hmm. I guess I will go with project management. Um, the managing of projects and all that comes with that i.e. the managing of resources, personal, um, you know, financial resources, um, like material resources, whatever, you know, depending on the project, um, managing time, schedules, um, procurement, you know, the purchase of stuff and, and vendor relations and um, all your stakeholders, accounting for all of them, the importance of them, um, levels of influence that they hold. Um, what else? That's mentioned time and cost, um, human resources. Um, yeah. Yeah. All that, all, all of that. <laughs> um, project management is a, an entire thing. I think we'll begin to see more um, master's programs cropping up uh, for project management beyond just certification, PMP certification, project management professional. Um, because again, it is, and I learned this through the master's program, that it really truly is uh, an art form all its own and a set of skills that can be applied to just about anything uh, where there are projects. What, what constitutes a project is something with a definitive start and end. Um, so it's not like a business and that it's continuous. Uh, you know, that's most businesses want to be ongoing. Um, project is just, again, is a defined start and end. So, um, yeah, again, I just think we'll see more of that coming up, particularly around, um, you know, again, I mentioned these are, these are skills that can be applied to anything. I have organizer friends, political organizers, you know, um, organizing protests and that sort of thing. And like, um, one friend, he went through the program with me and like, 
I, I we haven't had this discussion, uh, you know, specifically about how project management and our studies have um, aided him in his ability to do what he does, but uh, I'm sure that he's seeing a lot of the parallels. Even where I'm working now, in procurement uh, at Morgan, which is a facet of project management, you're managing every project is going to need stuff, you know, um, and that involves uh, vendor relations and dealing with outside entities um, who can provide you goods and services. Um, so, yeah, that is a direct, a very direct, uh, uh, you know, very project management is very directly involved in what I do. Um, so, yeah, that's more than three minutes. Okay. All right. Um, number two, what has allowed you to accomplish as much as you have in your life up to this point? Um, tenacity, perseverance, um, my constant assessment of myself, where I am, what I want, uh, I think uh, at this stage, like my willingness to kind of jump out there and try different things has served me because I kind of have figured out what I don't want to do <laughs> through that process. So, um, yeah, um, my self-care practices, my, my understand that, that lends itself to, to that, um, what I said just a second ago, my, my willingness to be introspective. Um, and that means knowing when to step back and, and, and step away from it, from all of that kind of stuff, you know, that is just that it can be anything that, uh, is emotionally taxing or taxing in any sort of way. Um, and to, you know, knowing, knowing when to refill my cup, um, relationships, people around, you know, um, my willingness also to take advantage of opportunities. I know that that is something that, again, through my trial and error process of, <laughs> of different things, I've never been afraid to jump out there, um, and try something new. I think that, um, it's, it's becoming a bit more focused that these, the types of opportunities that I pursue, um, given, my understanding of my interests and where my direction. So I'm just, I've been being a lot more intentional as of late, more so now than I ever have been about um, taking advantage of and seeking out opportunities that are best aligned with where I want to go. Um, and that's a bit scary. Scary in that... Um, you know, me wanting to move into the field of arts administration, uh, particularly uh, community engagement. And when I'm thinking about all of what's going on right now, like, I just wonder how different the landscape of things will be in this field in which I'm moving um, at this time. Um, and being creative about uh best ways to reach people during 
times like this or something that resembles it, you know. Because um, this won't be the first, this isn't the first and it won't be the last um, unexpected event that will demand of us creativity and getting outside of uh, what we have come to know as the norm, normal way of operating. So I am going all over my time. All right. Number tres. What? Uh, was number two. What is your? What are your professional strengths? My first professional strength is my ability to talk. I not. It, this doesn't always shine through in my personal relationships, but in profession, in the professional realm. I am, I'm, I think I'm very different um, in terms of my ability to and willingness to voice myself because this is not personal oftentimes. This is business stuff. This, these things in which we're dealing with and like that we're managing or whatever, like they aren't ours. They are ours and that it's our job and responsibility to take care of these things. But like I don't have any personal attachment to what I'm doing per se right now, um, on some level, sure, but you know, not fully. Um, so I don't mind broaching conversations that might be hard, um, or you know, um, right now I I serve in a liaison capacity um, between um, an entity, a state entity, and um, smaller minority businesses in the state of Maryland. Um, so, um, oftentimes that requires me being in the middle of disputes, payment disputes, or, um, you know, any sort of dispute that can arise when there are prime and, con prime and, and, and subcontractors, uh, doing work together. Um, so my ability to liaise, um, my ability to confront hard things, my abilities to, um, uh, I had it just a second ago, uh, bah, bah, bah. liaise, broach hard conversations, be creative, this, um, this role where I am right now, it wasn't super structured, so it's really allowed me the opportunity to get creative about how I want to reach my intended audience, in this case, small and minority businesses in the state. Um, we've hosted fairs, we've done trainings, one-on-ones, um, we've gone out into the community and engaged small and minority businesses, letting letting these folks know, hey, Morgan is here. Um, you know, if in any way you feel that what you um, have to offer could be of value, you know, send us a proposal. Um, we do good work in terms of spreading the wealth. Um, these large dollar value contracts coming out of procurement oftentimes have um, stipulations in there. And that's up to me to put that stipulation in there to say, hey, okay, 20% of this uh, $16 million project needs to go to a small minority business, a uh, minority business in, in that particular instance of a percentage. Um, but this, this is getting very detailed, but, um, 
<laughs> yeah, I I think um, those are some strengths. I can sit with more um, and unpack that a bit more. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm and I'm willing to bring a different perspective. Um, I work around a lot of older people, just very some set in their ways. You know, not too apt to change um, or willing to change even if it means the betterment of the place where we work Um, and so you know that has been a task all within itself of um, doing my job effectively not being deterred um, in my mission to um Again, spread the wealth. That's how I see this position. Um, It's an opportunity to get minority business owners, small business owners in the door, get them some work, get them some money with a a large state entity, um, you know, and and be able to kind of build a name um, with a large institution. You know, when you build that name, you have a reputation with the uh, institution and they're they'll call you back on because you have now, you know, been able to develop that relationship. So, all right. Number four, what is something you would love to learn? Something I would love to learn. Um, right now I want to get more into, um, two things come to mind. I want to officially learn another language. I have, um, I do well when I leave the country and go to Spanish speaking places. I do okay. Uh, Well, that might be giving it a lot. I do okay. (laughs) I always say I don't starve. I meet new people. Um, Those two things. And if that is any indication of my Spanish abilities, then, uh, yeah, let it be known that, uh, you know, I'd be getting around. But I I would love to, you know, really officially know Spanish. Um, and I want to, um, in terms of, like, drawing and, and making visual art, like, um, technique and you know, formal practice. Um, yeah, that's, those are two things I would um, love to learn as of today. Um, something you love to learn? Okay, number five. We're making making good way through this. Um, something you love to learn? Number five. If money was no object... What would you do all day? I would fucking travel um, all over the world, like all the time, and just, you know, have spaces all over the world where I can live and be <laughs> uh, first. And with that, all along the way, gaining inspiration um, for what, you know, um, 
the gifts and talents that I have and, and how they can be served and, and, and how they can serve. Um, I would want to um, have someone follow me with a camera and document this stuff that I see and experience and um, serve as a uh, a bit of a like a like a, a like a, a a model in the sense of here is this black man traversing the world um, and having interactions and 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 learning and growing. Um, not only just chronicling these interactions or, you know, these experiences, but actually, like, talking to people, um, in an attempt to, you know, dispel myths, myths of difference, myths of violence, myths of goodness, myths of whatever myths exist about a place, like, to be able to dispel them um, and and show more sameness than difference um, uh, that we share as as a human race all across the world that is one thing I'm I'm I always say like my last trip to Colombia before all of this you tell people you're going to Colombia what's the first thing that pops in people's mind Pablo Escobar like of course and just the conditioning that we've received around Bogota, Colombia, Colombia in general. And then you say Bogota, and it's like, oh, oh my goodness, Pablo Escobar. Um, only to get there and realize and see and understand that just like anywhere else, everywhere else that I've been, that people are like, oh no, so dangerous. Da da da. da. People have never been anywhere. Want to tell you everywhere's so fucking dangerous. Only to get there, and I say this all the time: people just living. People just living. Their lives, like, doing regular shit, like, <laughs> for the most part, of course, there are unique, you know, nuances and, and culture and, and, and this and that. But for the most part, niggas is going to work, coming home to their families, you know, making dinner, walking their pups, same shit, you know, trying to find a move, like, you know. Strategizing how we're gonna make a better life for our daughters, you know. Um, yeah. So um, that's something I would do all day if the mula de dinero was no object. Um, that's not racist. Okay. Number six. <laughs> And this is the last one. Uh, I'll just answer this. I'm not going to time it. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Hmm. Uh, last time I did something for the first time. Um, I used, okay, with this whole drawing thing um, that I've been doing as of late, I have taken photos and used them as reference for um, my drawings and 
trying to um, draw what I see. And that has been just over the past two, three days, or let's just say the week, throughout the week. I've produced three works of art, um, which were referenced by uh, photos of myself and a man that I love. And yeah, that was the first time that I'd ever done anything like that. And I'm finding that my ability to draw um, and recreate these images um, on either paper. The last one I did was on paper. And the last, the other two were on these little two small canvas things. Um, yeah. So I surprised myself. I, I've liked, I like what I have created um, after using these references, these photo references. That's all six. Um, I really need to go back and listen. I think it's time to listen and hear what the fuck I've been talking about <laughs> in this, all this introspection. And maybe glean some, uh, hopefully glean some, some goodness uh, from it, and how to move forward from here. Maybe. In the meantime, in between time, we're gonna um, close out this episode. Yeah. Right. Lovers, they may cause you tears Go ahead, release your fears Stand up and be counted Don't be ashamed to cry You gotta be, you gotta be bad You gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser You gotta be hard, you gotta be tough You gotta be stronger You gotta be cool, you gotta be calm You gotta stay together I'm realizing how many um, phrases um, I'm using from podcasters, <laughs> podcasters, podcasts that I listen to. So influenced, um, but it's all love and good. Um, I love what I see. I love what I see around me. I'm loving um, my friends, my family, my indirect friends and family people who you know impart things onto me without even knowing um like uh, through instagram or like i mentioned these podcasts like it's just it's i've surrounded myself with so much goodness and love and light um that right now i really do feel really good um i just send blessings to everyone and and am loving on you um and yeah, let's keep ourselves good. I feel like I say that every week. Let's keep ourselves good. Let's love on ourselves. Let's love on one another. Um Yeah, radical self-love as a means of fucking resistance. 
loving on your black body in a country, in a world, in the face of a white supremacist structure that says no. You know, so peace, love, light, goodness, all of that, everything, 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 everything. Bye. All the love.